Question time. How are you feeling? Meh. We'll All right. Sh- we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the question, by the way. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> question for this week. We'll see who's going to get it right or who gets it, uh, who's closest to the right answer. So, in 2009, Ring of Honor world champion Nigel McGuinness lost the championship to Jerry Lynn at Supercard of Honor 4. That was on April 3rd, 2009. How many days was Nigel McGuinness the champion for before he dropped the strap? I'll give you both a clue, to be fair, as well, because we're going back quite a fair bit, and we're talking Ring of Honor as well. It's a long time, so think a bigger number. Yeah, not your 30 day shit like you did last time. No, it was none of that. <laughs> I mean, I said two weeks. <laughs> I'm going for 424 days. You're going 424, okay. That's a bit um, specific, isn't it? What did you say, 424? 424, okay. Um, oi, oi, get off your phone. Um, get off your phone. I am on it. I'm not on it. <laughs> um, yeah, he dropped it to Jerry Lynn on 3rd of April, 2009. Supercard of Honour 4. I don't know, 325. Oh, fuck off. 325. 325. Okay, so both are wrong, but Ashley is the closest. Boo, boo that man, (laughs) boo that man. (laughs) He was champion for 546 days. He won it on the 6th of October 2007. Looking back at it, I don't remember, it's weird, I didn't remember Nigel McGuinness having it for that long, but yeah, it was pretty much almost a full two years. Yeah, that's just before he went to TNA, wasn't it? Uh, Must have been, yeah, for Desmond Wolfe. So there you have it. The winner this week is... Oh, it's in my hand, I'm blind, Dick. Witty <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I'm blind, Dick. No, that's that's Welsh, not... What? Witty <laughs> man, I'm blind, witty no, man. No, that's Welsh, I just did. Oh, dear. Oh, you're going to Cardiff, are you? <laughs> well, it's all about the stealth whales, you see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, Ash. Roll up. <laughs> Roll up. Welcome back, everybody, to Three Men, One Fall. We are another pro wrestling podcast by the fans for the fans. Now, who are the three men? Well, I'm Jay. I'm Ash. I'm Russ. Great. So we've got that out of the way then. (laughs) (laughs) Nice speedy one, that one. Yeah. And in this one today, we're going to be doing the weekly roll-up. News, tidbits, 
anything that's happened in wrestling throughout the last week. Yeah, we're going to roll it all up into a nice little package for you. And yeah, we'll see what's happened then, I suppose. Should we start with the big news of GCW, Fight Forever? Of course, again, that is airing on the 29th of January. A 24-hour wrestling show from 8pm Eastern. So that is 1am in the morning for us tea and crumpet lot. And <laughs> that's, that's going to go from then until 8pm Eastern on the 30th of January. So once again, 1am till 1am. Three Men, One Fall are one of the proud sponsors, and you can catch us on the second hour of the show, so that'll be 9pm Eastern. Uh, that whole hour is sponsored by Three Men, One Fall. So don't forget to check out GCW, and don't forget to check out our hour, because I, I, I think um, I've got a little inkling that will probably come up into uh, shortly that we will probably have one of the best matches on the card. Uh, it, well, potentially so, I suppose. So it was announced last night, so we're recording this on 22nd of January, uh, by the time this drops, this will be the 23rd of January, no doubt. So, uh, yesterday on the 21st, GCW announced the the match, the first match for the Wind of God segment, which is, of course, what we're sponsoring, the opening block for the night. Uh, it is Blackheart versus Allheart 3. We've got Leo Rush versus Blake Christian. And obviously, if you saw the last two matches that they had together... They really were phenomenal. Twitter was kind of rife with, you know, this is a match of the year candidate. And I agree, um, you know, for GCW, that's a huge, huge match to come out of the gates with. They're just not messing around. No, they're not messing around on this one. We're sponsoring the block. Um, not sure on the placement of it, um, whether it opens or not. Obviously, we're sharing the block with Grateful Deathmatch. So, again, you know, it's really good company to be in. But yeah, I yeah, mean the block Definitely. the block even just with that one match alone, we're gonna wait and see what the other matches are for the those two hours. But oh come on guys, you've been spoiled there already. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, you can check that out on YouTube and now Fight TV also both airing it for free. So, you know, everybody's in lockdown. What else are you gonna do? Might yeah. as well get the graps on, eh? Definitely. Well that's it exactly. Um yeah, please go and f- um, check out Grateful Death Match as well. Yes. Really, really good. There's a lot of good. I mean, looking at all of the different sponsors that have come through, there are a lot of really good podcasts that have come through. And, uh, you know, just check out all of the lineups for all the different sponsors because they, you know, equally are just making this happen. Fight Forever happen, you know. I think I saw Orange Crush had tweeted out that, uh, I th- well, I mean, it's, it's going to be even more now, but the fundraiser for the the wrestlers had gone, I think, to about 20,000. That's pretty impressive. It was just under at the time. That's very impressive. You know, the indie wrestling community, I just think, you know, shouldn't shouldn't underrate it. Definitely not. To be honest. It's, that's that's so good. Like Honestly, it's so nice to see. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's a lot of good news, really, to start the show off with, which is what, it's what we fucking love. Aren't yes. Yeah? Yes, we do. <laughs> but... Well, I suppose we'll transition into some strange news then, because I suppose kind of bad news for the show. Of course, it's still going to be amazing, but we were going to be getting Elena Black versus Joey Janela on Fight Forever. Now, of course, if you've been keeping up with the news, you would have seen that there have been three signings, three brand new signings for NXT, and Elena Black is one of them. So at first, it looked as though they were going to allow her to uh, carry on with her, you know, pre-existing commitments gcw fight forever being one of them but uh, unfortunately it came to light yesterday that that's no longer the case so she's had to be removed from that card which is a bit of a shame for janella because there was a bit of back and forth heat on twitter which looked like maybe it was work maybe it wasn't 
and now <laughs> so basically she just buried Joey Janela, and now they can't have the blow off match. But uh, I'm sure whatever the replacement's going to be is going to be brilliant. So absolutely. But these signings, then, have you seen the the list? So it's a list of three. I saw the list, but I can't. There was her Priscilla. Pris- yeah, yeah, Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla Kelly, and there was someone else, but I can't remember her name at the minute. You're right. It is. It's Elena Black, Priscilla Kelly, and Lacey Ryan. Is she related to Lacey Evans? Uh, well, probably not. Because well, they got the same first name. <laughs> it don't work like that, mate. It's the last name. <laughs> Priscilla Kelly, you may know. Well, hell of a worker. And obviously you also may know her for the fact that she used to be married to Darby Allen. The force last year, but it, was a, it wasn't a bad one. So it's it's good to hear with wrestlers who... Exactly. You know, if um, if the time, if time is right for them to move on, they move on. But yeah. best of luck to both. Obviously Darby's having great success at the moment with AEW. And yeah, Priscilla Kelly looks like she's going to be teaming with Elena Black tonight on 205 Live. The pair of them are going to make their WWE debut on 205 Live tonight, and that's going to be as part of the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic. Women's edition. So the, the women's edition, yeah. So the, the ring names have changed, though. So Elena Black is now going to be known as Cora Jade. Uh, Priscilla Kelly is Gigi Dolan. And Lacey, uh, sorry, and Lacey Ryan is Zoe Stark. So, yeah. Is she related to uh, Ricky Stark? <laughs> Ricky Stark. Tony, yeah, Tony Stark. You never know. <laughs> So yeah, some some big news really, and that's that's um again that's that's three really good gets for all uh, for NXT in again a division that's already you know chock a block with amazing women's talent. So well, I'd have preferred to see them in AEW, but that's another story. <laughs> nah, look, you know, it's up to them where they want to go, and all that's the best right. to them. Yeah, doesn't matter. You know, you can't have all of the talent in one company because then you ain't going to get the others, are you? It's got to be spread around. Well, yeah. you better tie that to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, don't yeah. forget to leave that impact and Ring of Honor. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but you know, I mean, before AEW, WWE just tried to poach everyone, didn't they? All right, powerhouse. Just, 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 to ta- just to take them off the market. Oh, definitely. I mean, they've already, you know, they, they've monopolized the, the industry a long time ago, but it looks like they've backed off on that a bit now. Probably Good. to cut back on costs. So, but yeah. Jay, I believe you've got some news regarding Leo Rush. So, this is a good one, really. It's interesting. So More good news. Yeah, so it turns out that um, Leo Rush will be making his New Japan Pro Wrestling debut on the weekly episodic show for New Japan called New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. So, yeah, he's going to be making his, his New Japan debut. Well, it's not his debut, but his New Japan Strong debut, should I say, because he, he did compete in the uh, Super J Cup where he lost in the first round to El Fantasma. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be debuting on the 29th of January, and he's going to be in a six-man tag. So it's going to be Leo Rush, um, TJP, and Fred Rosser to face um, El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, and Kenta. Well, that sounds like a hell of a match. Are we sure it's not well, Manic? <laughs> no, it's, that, that, that'll be a hell of a match. I mean, TJP, fantastic. El Fantasmo, he can certainly move as well. Uh, Leo Rush, fantastic high flyer. So, uh, Kenta, obviously, a great strong style wrestler. So, yeah, they, uh, this is going to be a match to watch. It's going to be one to look for as well. Absolutely. going to be really, really good. That okay. sounds pretty good. Looking forward to that. Anything else for the news? I've got one. Apparently, AEW are trying to copy, uh, have the legal copy, right, for the <laughs> two suite. Yeah, I've seen that. So... The, so the rights now, 
I'm not sure whether they'll actually get that, you know. I no, mean, that's is, a tough one, is, isn't it? This is the second time it's been uh, gone after and, and attempted to be trademarked. Well, well let's be honest. It, it started in WWE, so it sh- technically it should be there, shouldn't it? Well, I guess. I, I know. But... I know. Like with music, you can own other people's music. Like Michael Jackson bought the Beatles back in the day. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, Michael Jackson also made the uh, what was involved in making the music for Sonic the Hedgehog three on the Sega Genesis or Mega Drive if you're in the UK. So that's something to look for. Did they do? It? I don't remember. Did Bullet Club do it? Wrestle um, Kingdom because I don't think they did. They're too sweet. It's like a modified version of it. Yeah. Didn't but they do it low down? It's a low one, yeah. Yeah, because I remember WWE did a cease and desist order, didn't they? And that's why they. That doesn't surprise me, you know. I remember. I remember uh, in a PWG match they had the Elite do a one sweet. So <laughs> that's a long time ago now, isn't it? Okay, hang on. Yeah, it's not. So WWE doesn't actually own the rights. But who- WWE tried to file for it themselves back in 2015, and they pulled out. Hmm. So who, so has who actually so, owns it then? Nobody. That's no, I, I don't think it does. I don't think it's actually. I don't. Th- I think it's a case where it's quite difficult to legally own it. So, essentially, when WWE had tried to file for it in 2015, they pulled out of it a couple of years later because of the similarities that were drawn between that and the the Hook'em Horns salute um, with the University of Texas. Yeah, but then they you know, have like the, the they, they do the Texas Horn. Yeah, but it's too similar. So well, in know, that case, you can't if, go. If, if, some, if someone had their hand like that, and I suppose like that, you know, the differences between where you're placing your thumb and fingers, I guess, like you know, can you then turn around and say, well, you're copying? You know, I suppose there's a lot of intricacies to it. I guess. Yeah, it's, it's really so, difficult. It, it, yeah, it is a it is a tough one. It'll be a tough one to try to legally over sure. It's like that'd well, be like trying to trademark maybe like a thumbs up or something, or trademark the middle finger. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if you have the middle finger lower down, then, you know, <laughs> well, this it's is what just I mean. too like, difficult, so, isn't it? So, in terms of the middle finger, like, if you trademarked it, does it make a difference if you do, like, the old McMahon version, you know, when he'd, like, bring the knuckles up? Probably. Well, And it'd look like that. It. So, like, if you do it like that, but not like the other one, yeah. that's what it, I don't know. It is, I just, it is a tough one. It's just, it'll be interesting to see where that goes, anyway. But if that's the case, and WWE try to file for it themselves, then I don't know how they could really issue cease and, des- uh, cease and desist over to anybody else trying to use it. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if they don't own it, then that's like me um, issuing Ashley a cease and desist because he's playing a PS4 game. I mean, I don't own it, but... <laughs> well, the amount of times Mike Henry or someone from Texas has done the that sign... Yeah, well, this exactly. is it. Be- because it's you could easily modify it, and there's, there's no way that, like, say if somebody legally owned it, and then there's no way that they'd have a leg to stand on if they took it to court because they could say, oh, well, my finger was in a different place. That's what I mean. It, it's so difficult to be able to actually trademark something as easy as like a, a hand gesture, like you said, because it's so easily modified. So, you know, they, it's it's going to be tough. Don't get me wrong, though. It might not be fully for all those reasons. I, that, that's why WWE, I think, pulled their claim out, though, you know, back in 2017 or whenever that would have been. But... I don't know what the actual the whole situation is around it. So, like a lot of what I'm saying is kind of just speculation. But yeah. I just I just imagine it's got it's going to be really difficult to do that because then I mean because then where's the line really? Like, because do you then start suing for other poses? Well, wow, that's like that's happened. You know, holding holding your arm like one arm up in the air or two arms up in the air or 
you know, like Pete Dunne's when he puts the fist up. Like, at what point? Like, where's the line? Eventually, well, you know, yeah. you're going to have repetition in in things like that. I just don't see how it's, you know, and it's it's universally recognised at this point. Like, you can you can you can see it as part of the clique. You can see it as part of Bullet Club, and you can see it as part of the elite. Like. You know, I, I don't know. It just it all seems a bit strange for me, really. I don't know why AEW are trying to go for it. It seems like it's going to be a lost cause, but well, well, uh, we'll have to see where it goes. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember there was a story about DDP and Jay Z because they both did the diamond sign. Yeah, 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 I read that was yeah I read about that a long time ago. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't know if that was settled out of court or not, but that was a lot of money for that. But that's the thing. Like as Russ just said, where's the line? I mean. If someone's going to court over a diamond sign, you know what I mean? Like, where's the line? True. I get it for, like, a name, but when it's a sign... Yeah, that's what I mean. You could just class it as freedom of expression, you know what I mean? Like, you, where, you can't really you can't really take freedom of expression away from someone. Yeah. When it comes, you know, just... gestures and that. You, where's the line, like Russ said? It's, it's true. Like, where, where do you call that line? I've just had a look on the sports stuff for that, uh, for what you said about DDP and Jay-Z. So... And it says on here that it was settled out of court, essentially. Hmm. I think Jay Z pays. I think Jay Z pays him royalties. Oh, okay. So who? So okay. So it says on here. So this is from the Sportster. With no real legal platform to stand on, Jay Z had no real choice but to pay up for his oversight. However, the case never made it to court. DDP and Jay Z settled out of court for an unspecified fee. A happy ending for DDP, and not the only time Jay Z was involved in the wrestling business. So, hmm. yeah, I think there go that that goes into like another story about that cutout with John Cena and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's a weird. What what a strange situation to find yourself in. I guess it is bizarre, really. But you yeah, know, true. Yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes anyway. So, any other news? Uh, is what it is, I guess. With that, <laughs> this kind of now we can transition over into back. We're going to be back talking again about Tamatonga. So he's reiterated a bit more on it now. And I've got to be honest, I'm starting to lean more towards it's a work now at this point. The guy seems so, like, way too upset about it for this to re- to be real. Like, I-, I can't believe that this would be real. Because if it is, then it feels very strange. Because, for example, uh, this week he-, he basically just said, look, WWE, New Japan, our door's open, we'll do business with you. I, we're not going to, you know, we don't need to do business with Impact and AEW. They're nobody companies that no one cares about. WWE, New Japan, like it, it just, it's, it seemed like, you know, it's Tamatonga is an intelligent bloke, and I just don't like. For me, it just seems like it's a work. Like there's no way because in, in in reality, WWE, it's not, it's not New Japan's doors that need to be open for WWE. It's WWE's doors that would need to be open for New Japan. And let's not forget that WWE cock blocked them not all that long ago, from putting on that show at Madison Square Garden. True. If you remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't imagine that the business relations between the two companies are already, you know, quite good. Well, yeah, and that was also pissed off when Jericho went and had them couple of matches there as well. Yeah, well, well, Vince let him... Well, Vince had given his blessing, according to Jericho, that he said the, on well, his show. Well, the, the first time, yeah, but then the he was a bit... The first time. Yeah, but then he well, was a bit Jer- shitty. Jer- Jericho never told him about the others, but... Oh, I don't know. There's two sides to that story, I guess. Like, I can kind of understand both for that. But, you know, the, the story here is that, you know, what? That doesn't make sense. I, I just, I don't know. I kind of, st- well, I you just know feel what? Like it's I mean, a work and it's going to lead to something. Like, I'm, it, I'm hoping it will. If it is a work, then I'll be happy because then, like, we might actually get to see the Bucks versus uh, the Gorillas of Destiny or 
um, Gorillas of Destiny against, you know, FTR. So just, you know, some of them dream matches. It'd be great. I mean, and that also opens the door, like, if, if it is a work and New Japan's on board with this whole, um, coming together with the different companies, then that means we could get a whole lot of good matches. We won't go into it because we discussed it before on, on a previous show, but, um, yeah. If it's a work, um, yeah. I'm happy because it could be, it could lead to some really good matches. I think it is. Could be wrong, but I think it is. Do you want to mention Moxie saying Bullet Club on Dynamite now or when we get to, to Dynamite? Oh, we'll wait I mean, till we get to Dynamite if you want. Yeah, we'll go into it in more detail when we go through the weekly shows, but you're right to bring it up, I think, because it's, again, that that's they've name dropped it now on Impact and AW, and I just can't see how it's a coincidence, really, at this point. Like, I know people are saying that you can't do anything because, you know, they were Bullet Club members, and so, you know, they can wear Bullet Club um, attire and refer to themselves as Bullet Club and all that sort of stuff. But because I saw that somewhere, I think you said something about that as well, Ash, actually, at some point. So it's it's fine for them to do that. But Well, Ballet Club, weren't it? Well, Ballet Club, yeah. But I mean, the Bullet Club thing, because I think whoever come out with that, it may have just been a load of garbage, because I, I can't see how that would be, again, like in, in real life. That's not how it works. Like, just because you was in something before, that's like me going and saying, you know, I've worked for this company and I'm still going to say I work for that company when I don't. (laughs) But I can say it because I used to work for them. So, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a bit of a work at this point because Tama Tonga has, has, it's two weeks in a row and he's been real hot on it. And I, I don't know. It just, it feels like it is for me. And if it is, that's great. If it's not, then... I could understand maybe why I'd be a bit annoyed, but not this annoyed. And that's what's making me think it's a work now. Because New Japan and WWE, going back to that, they did have a working relationship when they started out, New Japan, but that did kind of fizzle out a bit. Yeah. Well, I think New Japan want to do things their own way and more power to them for it. But WWE, like we said, you know, putting the getting the heavies out to stop them from... Because they're, they're trying for this Western expansion... And that was kind of their, one of their first big steps in it. And, you know, again, WWE wouldn't let them do it. I think the stories going around at the time were that WWE had said to Madison Square Garden that, look, you know, because technically that's their kind of home, their home field, their home stadium or, or home arena. Uh, if, if you have them here, then we won't do business with, again with you. Like, I, I don't know how true that story was, but that was circulating at the time. And if it is true, you know, that is really petty. But... I think Again, it was just, business is business, and if it is that, business is business. So, you know, what, what more can you say? I think it was the same with UFC, but UFC did do shows in MSG as well, so yeah, it happens. Well, UFC's the powerhouse of the MMA world, though, isn't it? So Yeah. Yeah. We shall see what happens with that in the coming weeks or months. So, any anything else for the news? Oh. Uh, is there any injuries? Um... No. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, this is where there probably was. James Storm might not be contact contracted to Impact. That's something I saw today. Oh, okay. Well, we may as well just break down the shows then now. Maybe there is and we just keep forgetting about it. <laughs> to be honest, it has been a really busy week. Like with everything going on, we've been um we've recorded you know a few different episodes this week so there's been a lot sort of dropping out in one go so mm. you know we do apologize if we've missed anything obviously you guys can let us know in the comments um you know oh. and and fill us in I just oh, here we go look he's already got one wrestlemania having a crowd wrestlemania having a crowd yeah i think that was announced like more late last week though wasn't it i thought it was this week because this year so oh uh, yeah yeah 
this year they're keeping it at the rare uh whatever stadium it is they're going to do last year and they're hoping for about thirty-five thousand people in the crowd hopefully well i can't see that happening but <laughs> we'll have well, to see and then next year is that a at&t stadium which is the that one in dallas which is the hundred thousand and then the year after that is in um, Hollywood, which may be the Rock and Roman Reigns, but who knows, eh? It'd be a match that I'd like to see. Mm. Yeah, I well, it's a weird one. It's just diff- it's it's still difficult to kind of say for sure on everything because we still don't really know what the future's going to bring with the pandemic and everything. Like we don't know how long this is going to go on for. I mean, this potentially still could be another year. Like, it's really daunting to think about, but I don't know. 35,000 people. Well, I mean, look, I mean, Japan got a load in there, and they, were, they, they weren't even sat, like, seats apart from each other. No. They just yeah. had everybody, you know, tested. So I guess it depends on and, um, if they get their protocols and everything, then they'd easily fill 35,000 people. But we'll, we'll find out, won't we? we got until April. Things might happen. See what's announced between now and then, I guess, yeah. yeah. I suppose if it depends on if, if the state make any changes. Um, yeah, because you know. yeah. um, they've yeah, got. I think it really is too early to tell. They they've got to do well. It's weird though because it's it's too early to tell from a pandemic standpoint. But obviously, it, the other reports were that WWE still don't really have anything set in stone properly for Mania, which you know we're at the end of January and usually they'd have these plans in place by now, like for definite, yeah. at least for your main event guys. But apparently, it's still. Um, up for debate on who maybe Roman and Drew are going to go against at Mania. I've and heard... that's even if both of them go in his champ, which they probably will, but... Well, we'll see at Rumble, but... They're fucking better. <laughs> one, one, uh, one match I heard rumoured was Kevin Owens, Brock Lesnar. Um, so, well, I heard I heard about Lesnar and McIntyre again. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't mind that so much. If, you know, um, it won't be the most fun things to watch, but... You know, if in the space of a few months Drew McIntyre beats Goldberg and then he beats Lesnar, then, you know, I mean, like those matches or not, that's a really good thing for Drew. The Kevin Owens and Brock one makes sense because of um, Owens and Paul Heyman have been going at it on like interviews on WWE stuff. So it kind of makes yeah, sense. But I'd be I'd be a bit worried. Unless, unless the plan was going to be for Owens to go over, I don't know. But again, it's all speculation. It's really difficult to yeah. kind of call any of this sort of stuff because if they don't know what they're doing with it, then, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be bad or anything by any stretch. But Yeah, I wouldn't be against it, but um, for Mania, I'd like to see something that, you know, something fresh, like yeah. Rock and Roman or something like that. But but yeah, into the into the week shows then, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a pretty good week, actually. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting week for sure. So... Again, we're recording this on Friday, so we've got SmackDown coming up tonight. So we'll start with last week's SmackDown. Ash, why well, don't you run us through the key moments? Shinsuke Nakamura's got his old theme back again because he's now a face. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah. Well, let's, um, hope, let's hope they actually push him like he should be pushed now then. <laughs> we thought we were getting Aiden Pierce against... Um, is it Aiden Pierce or am I thinking of Watchdog? Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce. <laughs> I think Rock Dog. Adam Pierce. We thought Adam Pierce was going to face Roman Reigns at the Rumble, and there were throughout the night they were building it to be no DQ, but then it was going to be a Last Man Standing. And then Pierce was like, "Nah, I'm injured, so I've got someone to replace you, and it's Kevin Owens again, who 
only got taken out like a week ago before that. Kind of, yeah, a bit of a swerve, but I suppose this will probably be the blow-off to that rivalry. And this is what I think with the Kevin Owens-Brock Lesnar, because they, they do talk and smack after um, SmackDown, and they did a bit with Kevin Owens talking to Paul Heyman, and it was like, this could lead to a match with Lesnar, but who knows? Mm. Well, It'd be a good match to see, I mean, you know, if Lesnar's for it, because that's the thing with Lesnar, like, if he wants to, he can have really good matches. Oh, but yeah. most of, most of the time, he just seems like he can't be asked. Do you think this could be the match he wanted with Ambrose? It could be a good well, match, honestly, but it all depends on Lesnar, doesn't it? Yeah. Say that you say the one that he wanted with Ambrose, but well, the Ambrose wanted with him, should say, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, because like we said, like you can look back at especially some of his two thousand. I mean, look at his stuff with Angle. And yeah. not even just in WWE, even the New Japan stuff was fucking pretty good out of yeah. this world, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's like he's just relegated to how many German suplexes he can hit in a match now, and a couple of fives, and that's that's it, isn't it? Five minutes, ten minutes, if you're lucky or unlucky, depending on your perspective. I think it was at Ambrose match. Apparently, they had a counter on the big screen of how many Germans they he were did. doing that for. Yeah, they do, but they were doing that for a while. Yeah. There was a few different shows for that. There was that one that's uh, for Above the Ring. Mm. They put the counter up for everybody. I think it was over for a while, in, you know, to be fair to them. But, you know, I don't think... Some, some, like, WWE do have a habit of just running things into the ground a lot of the time when they don't have a ju- direction. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> they ju- they kind of, like, they, they just sort of just trot out Lesnar all the time for it. And then, obviously, and, and that's how it got stale. Because I loved it when it first started. Because I thought, you know, at least they're going to do something with the fact that he broke the streak. Um, but it just went on for just so, so long. Yeah. Yeah. There was a match between Cesaro and Daniel Bryan, which Kurt Angle said reminded him of him and Benoit. I mean, I saw, I've seen bits of this match and it does look like a, a wrestling purist's it, heaven. And it kind of makes you think this might be, because Cesaro won, it could be a reason why Daniel Bryan might win the Rumble. Bryan's still my pick to win the Rumble. It could happen. It could easily happen. I mean, who else would you say if not Brian? That's the thing, <laughs> isn't it? I don't think there is anyone. Orton is in the Rumble match at the minute, but I don't think he'll win it. I'm just hoping that if Brian does win it, they don't do what they did with Nakamura and that year, where you have the male and the female, both win the Rumble, both go on to Mania and both lose. Because then what was the whole point in them even winning the Rumble in the first place? It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, well, he can't always win it, can they? Yeah, but the man and the woman both going in, you know. But anyway, that, that's that's a topic for another time. <laughs> but maybe Shinsuke, because it was it was a strange thing. Shinsuke might do well in this year's Rumble because the storyline could have been with Roman when the Roman beat him up the week before to cost him that gauntlet match. But it might well, be there you go. it might, but that might mm. be the mat the uh, pay per view what fast lane before Mania. So who knows. You've got you've got two pay per views before between Rumble and Mania. Yeah, Chamber, and it's more than likely that we'll get. Yeah, you've got Chamber and then Fastlane just a couple of weeks before Mania, so it's probably more than likely we'll see Shinsuke and Roman at one of those, which is a shame. But to be honest, you know, fantasy booking, armchair booking, as it were, I wouldn't mind if you know if if Shinsuke loses the Rumble, but it's Cesaro that eliminates him, and we carry that angle going into Mania, because I'm up for a big, you know, strap yourself in. Balls to the wall, purest match between uh, Cesaro and Nakamura all day long. 
But yeah, I th- yeah. I, I, I'll go for Brian to win it. But I just think that you know, even if he does, I still I think Reigns is leaving Mania champ either way. Like no matter who he goes against. Well, we got like I just don't think I can't see that they they haven't built anybody long enough to be able to beat him. And yeah. Reigns is like. He is one of the best things about the entire company, let alone SmackDown I right agree. now. I'd love to see um, Brian and Roman. Here's I a, really would. Here's a wild card one. Jimmy Uso. When he comes back from injury, what's he going to do? Oh, yeah. That's, you never know. Yeah. You never know. No. So SmackDown, was it worth, was it a good show this week? Yeah, then, overall, would you I say? I think I've said this last week, that SmackDown was probably the second best wrestling show on in wrestling at the minute. And it, what's the first? Dynamite. But oh, apart from this week. Okay. That's nothing wrong with this week's. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, good. SmackDown seems pretty consistent, at least, which is which is always good to hear. So, sounds like again, at least a story building on there. Um, unfortunately, look, I, I like being as positive as I can about wrestling because I love it. At the end of the day, like, there's no sense in sitting here and constantly bashing it, right? I'm sorry, but Raw was just not good this week again. Like, I, you know, I am sorry. There is good stuff within it. Yeah, but you do really true. have to filter through, like you have to proper sieve through some right shit before you get to it. But I just don't get it. I don't understand how SmackDown is is so consistent uh, in its writing at the moment. Yet Raw is just like constantly all over the place. I just don't understand what's happening on that show. So, well, it's consistent on one level that it's shit. Oh, <laughs> well, this is it. Like I, I, I don't want to sit here and say Raw is shit. It's just. It's just that for a while, it's been a bit of a stale product. WWE for a while has been kind of stale anyway, but the Raw program itself is just not consistent in anything. It just changes everything over and over. And then when it doesn't, the only thing it is consistent in a lot of the time is consistently giving you the same match over and over and over again. Yeah, It sounds like it's got even worse and it hasn't changed since I stopped watching it because that's why I stopped watching it really because it was literally the same shit every week. So, it's, you know, it's just boring. You know what I mean? So it is It is still kind of like that with a lot of it and that's, that is a real big detriment to it. But I'll, I'll break down some. So, for example, we got another uh, match between Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke taking on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Yeah. And it just feels like that's happening just all the time. Um, in this one, they teased a bit of a, you know, a bit of a breakup between Shayna and Nia, uh, so that's on the cards. But there was quite a lot of teasing of breakups through the night as well, because they're teasing a breakup between Cedric Alexander and the rest of the Hurt business. You know, there was that 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 was sort of happening through a tag match. Yeah, that, um, I don't understand that one. No, that one doesn't. You know, it just feels like it's it's brand new, and yet it's it's going to go straight away. And then they're also teasing this breakup between uh, Jackson Riker and Elias. And they've only just got together. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. That's three tease breakups all in one show. So, I mean, do with those what you will. I mean, some of a lot of people will probably be happy to see some of these teams break up anyway. But it just feels a bit, you know, copy and paste almost for a lot of a lot of what's going on on and Raw. And then one thing that I do need to mention, Bobby Lashley and Matt Riddle have a backstage segment. Do you know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> is it the stomp? Oh, it's awful. So the, the idea is that Bobby Lashley stomps on Matt Riddle's foot, but the camera clearly catches that Bobby Lashley is nowhere near his foot. So he just stamps the floor, yet Matt Riddle still sells it, goes down holding his foot and then gets his foot taped up. And it is the most ridiculous thing, man. <sighs> it ain't good. It's funny. It is funny, but... 
it's a shame because I like both of them. Oh yeah, I, I really do like Matt Riddle. He's he's really really good. But I mean, when he's when he's put into you know situations like that where he can only make the best of what he's got to do, it just you know it just it's just I feel sorry for the guy. You know what I mean? It's just not good. The problem with Raw overall is that it's it's one of those things where like everybody's clearly doing the best with what they're given. Like there really is only so much that you can ask people to do. Like it's not the talent's fault and always going to be an advocate for that because it's just it's not like they're doing their job they're asked to do a job and they're doing their job like any other employee and they are trying it to the best of their ability so you can't shit on them for it but you know as a viewer it just it isn't compelling that it that was funny but again it was just like oh god like that it really wasn't good um if it leads to um riddle winning the ic us title sorry then i'll be happy maybe but they've been booking lashley real strong which is which is a a positive uh in terms of there's only really sort of two other things i I really want to talk talk about and that was the well that match between styles and ricochet that was good so a a good and a bad thing here so uh, we'll start with the good uh it's what everybody and everybody listening would have seen online by this point uh, the, the match is great anyway. There's some really cool, sick shit in there. But it's that finish where Styles uh, basically spring... Well, he, he kind of catapults Ricochet off of the top rope and then catches him in midair and into the Styles clash. And it's just done in such an amazing way. Like, I've never seen that done before like that. That really was good. Uh, and it was a, and a, you know, and a clean finish, which you, you don't get many of on Raw anymore anyway. So, you know, that was cool. But then the bad thing behind it is, again, the inconsistency of Ricochet's having the match because he needs to prove himself because he wants to be in the Royal Rumble and he's told that you can only be in the Royal Rumble if you beat AJ Styles. So exactly, it's a literal a mirror image of what happened last week with Drew Gulak. Was that against AJ as it's well? Just, it's just pissing me off because someone yeah. of, of Ricochet's calibre should be in it without question. Well, it's the thing is... It's not so much that for me. It's just that everybody else is just declaring themselves in the Rumble. Yeah, exactly. So if everyone declares himself in the Rumble, but then as soon as Ricochet or Drew Gulak do it, they're told, no, you need to be AJ to be in it. Where's the consistency in that? It's just that that's it's when just, it gets it's frustrating. It's stupid, man. It's just pathetic. It just that's when it just gets a bit frustrating. Like you know, look, still trying to enjoy the product, and the fact that wrestling's even going on during a pandemic is a, is a great thing, uh, but. You know, uh, it's just not not good. Well, you know, it's just not good. It could be better, and it has been better. And Ricochet, I don't know. If it's all part of a big underdog story where he comes back, uh, you know, and becomes, you know, this ultra badass or whatever, I don't know, then maybe it'll work out well for him. But at the minute, I just don't know. Because there was those rumours circulating not too long ago that he was going to be leaving. But those have <laughs> shot down. But yeah, I don't they, know. Always, they always true, say but... that. They always say I know, that. Yeah. Say. It always comes up. That's the the rumor mill for you, isn't it? Um, but yeah, the only other thing to mention really is the uh, <laughs> again. A lot of people really hated this, but we got the uh, the Oscar and Alexa Bliss bit with uh, Alexa's playground, and people were really unhappy that Oscar was showing that she was scared of Alexa Bliss. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> for all the other faults on this show, that was not one of them for me. Because Oscar's just funny, like she just makes it funny. I don't yeah. care that she's she's being scared of Alexa, like, 
Alexa's doing her job. She's with the fiend. Like it is what it is. But it's because people yeah. go, call back to Kana, and they're like, "Well, Kana was the scariest." And it's like, "Yeah, but she's not Kana now. She's Alexa. Uh, she's Oscar." You know, you've got to learn to kind of let go of those things, and and you do have to do your best to try and take in as much as you can and as best as you can as to how it's being presented to you to at least have a chance at enjoying it. And I do do that most of the time. Raw is it just tests me though. So yeah. I don't know, people really hated that, but it looks as though maybe because again, well, Bliss enters herself into the rumble, so there you go. But it looks yeah. as though maybe Alexa could win the rumble. I, I think she probably will. Um uh, of all the women wrestlers, I think she's the most likely. At the yeah, moment, I yeah. I would have I would have actually thought so. Especially with the uh, the push that she's getting being with the fiend and everything as well. So Well, it'll be her, it'll be Lacey Evans, which no. I'm not even going to really go into too much. Like every, the, the world knows what's going on with the storyline. I don't overly hate it. I'll be honest with you. I, I really don't. Well, I don't know what's going on with the storyline, so you can tell me if you want. That's <laughs> what I said last week about her. That the implication is that her and Ric Flair are banging each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's it's that, and obviously they're carrying that on, and it's um again, it's a bit kind of confusing because Charlotte still seems like she's the heel, but I guess she's not the heel. So I don't know. It's um. It's a really weird setup, mm. but I don't I don't dislike it as much as I think I'm seeing a lot of other people dislike it. I I I don't. I'm willing to give it a chance. It's a, it's a bit of a dumb storyline, but you know, willing just to give going it a through chance. thinking about um, having a laugh, mate. That's probably the best thing to do. Oh, you always have to just go. Yeah, you you do. You have to go in with an open mind and you know just take it for what it is. And I do try to laugh at most of it, but it's like I said, I can I can laugh at the fact that everybody's allowed to declare themselves to the Rumble except Drew Gulak and Ricochet. I can laugh at that because it's funny and it doesn't make sense, but realistically, you know, that, that's, it's, that's just lazy. That is lazy. Um, you know, but it's up to them. If that's how they want to be, then at the same time, they can't be sat around in a boardroom meeting and trying to wonder why they've lost an audience. You know, because it is because of stuff like that because people have just lost their patience with it because they're not rewarded as a viewer. Like, you look at the MCU, the MCU built up films for 10 years with all of these different intertwining stories of different solo films, um, some of them across completely different production companies and everything else. When it came time to when it came time for Infinity War and Endgame, if you were brand new to it, you could have watched them and enjoyed it for all of the action and everything, but it rewarded viewers that had stuck with it for 10 years. And I think that's, a pro- that, that's one of the problems that WWE has. It doesn't reward long-term viewers. And that's why people eventually turn off from it, because there's no point you watching it anymore. It's almost like the, your intelligence is insulted when you're watching the show. <laughs> you know, but... well, I'm glad I stopped watching it a few years ago. It's, just it's one way to look at it. Personally. I, that's it. It's a long time, mate. Three hours on top of all the other rest in a week. And yeah. you've got to ask somebody to sit through three hours of that a week. Mm. So there's no wonder people have, you know, there's a reason, and it isn't just a pandemic that people have stopped tuning out. It's gone into a bit of a rant on it, but it's just because, you know, I feel like I drew the short straw with Raw. So (laughs) uh, next week, let's hope for something a bit better, but it was was not good this week. Well, we forgot one major thing that happened, which was bad. Which was? Dirt sheet with Gilberg and a fake Drew McIntyre. Oh, shit. Okay, right. I was going to mention this before, actually, anyway, because you say it was bad, but so did you know it was only a month ago? Dwayne Gill, Gilberg, had a heart attack. Yeah, I thought this. I've, I read something about him with um, James Ellsworth about he needing money to get surgery, and I thought for a guy that like that a month ago, he's come back really strong. 
Yeah, fucking fair play to him. Yeah. Love Gilberg. We was laughing and joking about Gilberg the other week. Um, you know, him coming out and being better than Goldberg. I still maintain it. So do I. <laughs> Jay, Jay will. So do I. 100%. I, I, always, liked, I always preferred Gilberg. But Gilberg had a longer... I think, he, I think he's great. Gilberg had a longer title run than Goldberg did with the... Uh... That is true. <laughs> Good. Good. But then that, that's, you know... What I, it's, it's always really nice to hear that sort of stuff. Obviously, would prefer that he hadn't had the heart attack, but the fact that you know he's look he's alive and he's well and he was looking good, you know yeah. that's really good. Always nice to see Gilberg. Yeah, always. definitely. Right, we do love impact, impact time, I guess. Impacts, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go through real quick because there's uh, just for some of the other bits. The, the the biggest things from Impact really was obviously Ty Valkyrie has left Impact now. Yeah. Uh, they finally they used that actually to tie up that silly storyline with Johnny Bravo being shot. So it turns out that she was the attempted murderer. Uh, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Dreamer. Well, the reason behind it as well is because she was trying to protect her friend Rosemary. So, you know, I suppose good intentions and all that, but um, you know, murder is murder. So, an yeah, impact they, love uh, a murder. They they do love a murder. I they've got an obsession with it. But yeah. The, the cops, well, it wasn't the cops, the security came. You know, as they do when you're arresting somebody for a attempted murder, security take you. So they came along and basically just escort her out of the building. But it was it was funny. It's, Dreamer hit a really funny line, actually. He goes, oh, yeah, she's either going to go to the state... Pe- I'm, I'm going to butcher this, but it was, it was something like, she's either going to go to the state penitentiary in Jacksonville or she's going to go to jail in um, Stanford. And he was making <laughs> reference to her basically either going to... WWE or AEW, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So that was, that was quite I'd like funny. to see her in AEW because, like we said before, the women's division needs more. I think AEW needs her more, but yeah, I think... Well, she might be my the surprise entrant in the women's rumble. I can see it happening. Yeah, I mean, her husband's there, any, yeah. so she'd probably go WWE. That's what I mean, yeah. Maybe. You know, from that standpoint, I can completely understand that. For That, that gives you a much better home. Like, like we said with Lana and... Miro before, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get to it and um, Dynamite. There's something to do with the women's division. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'll wrap this up real quick with that angle. But just before she was completely removed from the building, she kind of had that one last hug with Rosemary and they were both like welling up a bit. That was quite emotional. Uh, so that was quite a good moment for the night. Uh, another big thing, of, of course, they do show Omega and Good Brothers and Omega basically saying he's not going to show up on Impact for a while which is good because that'll keep that fresh. And they'll probably hold off now until Rebellion, maybe. Uh, bring him in for a match with the Impact World Champion, whoever that is going to be by then. But Moose. We'll come to that. <laughs> I hope so. Obviously, the biggest news from the night, of course, does come in the form of another AEW invasion. Uh, this one's slightly different, though. This so, was nice to see. Yeah, well, this was an awesome angle all round. So the Good Brothers are there, and then Chris Saban comes out, and he's like, look, me and... Shelly, we never lost those titles. Like, we weren't pinned in that match to lose those titles. So, you know, I want a match. And then they go, well, sorry, mate, but Shelly's not here. So I don't know how you're going to have a tag match with us. He goes, yeah, but I found another partner. Out comes the returning, James Storm. James Storm comes out, him and Shelly are demanding a tag team title match. That was kind of a big enough thing as it was. But then all of a sudden, Matt Hardy's music hits and he comes out with Private Party. And they're like, yeah, we want tag titles. And Matt, to his, I mean, you've got to give Matt credit, man. Matt comes out and he made that callback to when him and Jeff were tag champs and they never lost the titles either. Hmm. And he made that reference to the whole, like, oh, they were taken from us in some stupid teleportation angle, which, you know, again, if you know, you know, but he's, a, you know, 
it, it was a, it was a great reference. And then, um, yeah, it just led up to this match between Shelley and Storm versus Private Party in the main event. Jerry Lynn and Tony Khan were at ringside for it, and Jerry Lynn got involved. And really? Actually, and actually cost Shelley and James Storm the match. So AEW wow. look like they're the heels now. They so are. Good. <laughs> they are the heels. And so we're going to get Private Party versus Good Brothers for the Impact World Championships. Well, they do do all elite heels, don't they? So, <laughs> Well, they, there you go. So, yeah, that really interesting. So I guess that we're going to get Matt Hardy and Private Party for a while now with impact but i guess it depends on on how that match plays out but that was a really good match um the only the only one more thing i want to say about impact is you've mentioned him moose Mm -hmm. moose and swan and they they have a promo and basically moose is saying look i did my bit i want the title now and rich swan is basically saying yeah i'll give you a shot tonight and then moose says no we do it on my terms but reading between the lines i just want to make an observation I know Moose is the heel, and he was coming. He was saying heelish stuff, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. Maybe it is just me, but I think that Moose is coming across more of a face than Rich Swan. Well, uh, the, the only reason I say it is because he comes in straight away, and R- Rich Swan's already like, you know, oh well, you know, it's over now, and blah blah blah. I got, but it's like, no, mate, hang on. I think you should be re- a bit more respectful for him because I know he's a heel and he beat up Willie Mack and he's done all those kind of things and da-da-da. But, uh, you know, he stepped in last minute and fought for your company that you're the champion of. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it, it it just wasn't coming across maybe the way they wanted it to with Rich Swan. And for me, I was kind of seeing it, oh, you're being a bit ungrateful here. Um, considering Moose was like the standout in that match and probably did the most, you know, even from a storyline perspective... But then again, the other part of the story is that Rich Swan's like, well, you're, the, you know, you go around here, you're the fake world champion, and you're saying you're the world champion. Well, then why haven't you done something about him before now? Then Rich Swan, like that's what I mean. Like it doesn't really work for me. I'm, I'm rooting for Moose. If I'm supposed to be rooting for Rich Swan, it's not really working. I do like Rich Swan, but out of that, I'm Moose. I'm Team Moose. Same here. Yeah, I'd have to say so as well. Because Moose is built as more of a star and more of a threat than Swan. I think we said that in the. Uh review didn't it that moose looked like he was the guy that could be the contender against omega yeah and i I hope it is i agree with you i still don't i mean i don't know maybe they'll change the plans between now and rebellion and that's presuming that we are going to see omega versus the champ moose is more he's a more compelling character and i'm rooting for moose because i see his side of the story he was cool he was calm he was collected rich one was getting flustered it's like no man that's not now i'm moose Team Moose. Does that depend on what they do with Willie Mack when he comes back? Sure, but if he costs, if he costs Swan the match, does that mean that Moose is the heel? Or if he costs, hundred percent. I mean, Moose is definitely the heel. It's just me being me and the way I'm looking at them promos. It's just I find that Swan had more heelish traits in most of that night than Moose did. And Moose was definitely. Don't get me wrong. Moose was doing the whole like, no, we do it on my terms and. And then he, you know, but again, for example, it's Rich. Rich one started the fight in the ring. He, he like he blindsided Moose. For example, he's like, "Well, do we? I didn't come here to talk." But he doesn't finish the sentence. He's like, "I didn't come here to talk." And then he just throws the punch at Moose, like to surprise attack him instead of like, do you know what I mean? Squaring up first. It's a heelish thing. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it goes. But I'd say overall, it was a good episode of Impact. 
for obvious reasons. It was it was a really interesting show. It is interesting with Tony Khan being there, and that he's never appeared. That he doesn't really appear on um, Dynamite, does he? No, and he not had a, in and he had, a, he had a notepad, right? So he could be yeah, sc- a little Star Trek one. Yeah, scouting for the. Uh... <laughs> I like was, Tony. Yeah, I do. I'm glad that came after Raw. Let's put it that way. <laughs> True. A <laughs> uh, bit of dynamite then. Oh, here we go. Um, dynamite was good. I think it was good this week. Um, yeah, so it opens up with uh, John Huber's son, Brody Jr., minus one. Um, it's his birthday. Wow. So they have, <laughs> yeah, so they, they have a little celebration for him and get him a cake and everything. Chaos Project come out, which is Luther and Serpentico. Um, and they are basically saying we're going to ruin your birthday and everything because the angle was that um, minus one on dark I think the previous week said something yeah he said that um, Luther looks stupid or something <laughs> well he does so he basically yeah yeah. so he basically <laughs> came out and um, basically said oh we're going to ruin your birthday and everything and um, yeah that leads into a match with the Dark Order and um, Chaos Project it was it was Chaos Project and um, TH2 versus the Dark Order with Hangman Page. Um, really good match, actually. Really, really good opening match. <laughs> really good. Like it could have it could have passed for a pay per view match. It was it was really really good. Nice. So many good spots in that as well. And um, yeah, so there's a spot in the match where um, they're fighting like sort of on the stage, and his cake's still there on the table. So you know what's going to happen. <laughs> And, um, yeah, minus one hits Luther over the head with a kendo stick. Dirty nice. heel. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Luther gets put through the cake. So that was nice. And, you know, it, it was a real, they, they sang happy birthday to him and everything. And they had, they had him on, on their shoulders. And it was, it's just nice. Like, I like to see that, um, you know, Brody Jr. is, is getting the love and they're looking after his family. And that's it's really, really nice heartwarming. I saw a little bit about when he turns around to Dark Order, he goes, my birthday was three days ago, you idiots. And then, yeah, they, and then he, he throws the paper. He throws the paper yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. It was great. <laughs> it was really nice. So I saw something as well about, because this whole Hangman Adam Page joining the Dark Order thing, that had a bit more to it, yeah, didn't he it? Said, he, he said no. He said no. But it no, was done like a marriage proposal, right? It was It was done like a marriage proposal. I love, I love this bit. <laughs> and... um. Yeah, and then he said, "I can't." Uh, but then it all came down saying, "Oh, he said yes," and it was all celebration and everything. But and then he was like, "No, I can't do it." Like I've done it before, like with uh, like referencing Omega's tag team with him. He said, oh, "It didn't work out well. I can't do it." So he storms off, and they're like, "Oh no, Adam Page, come back." So we'll see what. Happens How did you that. feel about that segment though, as a whole? Because I mean, I've got my thoughts on it, and they are good thought, like they're positive the ones. Yeah, I liked it. It was really good. I was... it made me laugh. I, I, I really liked it. A lot it. of people, yeah, a lot of people are hating on it. I see. Uh, online. Well, a lot of people always hate on AEW. I know. They? Well, just in general, I just think, but I'll tell you what I liked about it is it's because it's still playing into that whole hangman's kind of hung up still on leaving the elite. And it was kind of like he's he's going to, yeah. he doesn't want to feel hurt again by being betrayed by a team or something. Like that's what I got from it. And I don't know. I just think it was good storytelling, but also injects like that just brilliant dark, uh, dark order comedy that they got now. And it's yeah. just enjoyable. Yeah, dark are they great. faces? That's so great. They've got to be sure. They are now, yeah. I'm surprised um, no one's mentioned about Bradley Stone being overexposed, being on TV too much, but... Well, I'm sure it'll probably come up at some point, but... It's entertaining, though, at the end of the day. It makes me laugh, and it's heartwarming. Like, yeah. It, but it doesn't bother me. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. It's, it's nice. It's a nice thing to see. At the end of the day, if, if, if it's one of those things where you don't want to see it, 
don't see it, I guess. Exactly. If you don't want to, if you don't like it, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. I mean, I'm a source. No, the thing is, it just shouldn't be bad mouthed. Like he's, like you said, for all of those reasons. I mean, he's a kid as well. You know, it's for him. This is like a. I mean, imagine that was us. Like, obviously, not that whole situation because it's a terrible situation to be in. But you know, imagine being a kid and just being able to be like on TV and you know doing things that you love, hitting people with a kendo stick. You know, like, if he's enjoying yeah. it, and like you said, especially with the time that he's having right now, and it's n- none of us can even comprehend what that's like. No. Um, so, yeah. you know, f- for that to be the case, oh, fuck what anyone else says. Like, it's different. With Raw and stuff, like we said before, bad show, don't enjoy it, especially at the moment. I'm watching it so that we can give a rundown on here, but ultimately, you know, it's my choice to watch it. So I don't want to just badmouth it all the time because I've chosen to watch that show. If you don't like what you're seeing, don't watch it. Absolutely, yeah, exactly that. Um, what else happened? Oh yeah, it was uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Sting comes out to congratulate Darby Allen on his first title defense. Yeah, Team Taz interrupts and <laughs> it sort of leads into a um, well, it looks like there's going to be a street fight between Team Taz and Darby Allen, or whether it's going to be a tag team or a single. It's a tag team. But yeah, it's a tag team. Yeah, there's going to be a street fight, which is going to be good because I love street. Well, fights. is it going to be cinematic though? I think it will. Be. Well, I, I don't not. think. It, I hope it's going to be an actual. I don't think match. it has to be because it's a street fight, so Sting doesn't have to take. If it's a yeah. street fight, street fight, like as in. Well, this is it. I mean, Sting can just hit someone with a baseball bat and have done with it, isn't it? And then <laughs> run off into the rafters. I mean, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't have to do anything really. Him just being there is is enough. I think. I don't know if you saw. Because Derby, Derby can carry a match like that on his own. You know, he doesn't need Sting. Because I don't know if you saw this, but they announced um, when they're doing Revolution, but they um, had to change the date. Yeah. It's gone, it got pushed back. Um, one thing I'd like to talk about for that segment was they were cheering more for Darby Allen than Sting, the crowd. I, that, I think that's good. And that that yeah. kind of goes against a little bit maybe what you said before about not pushing the new guys. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're being actually. associated with a legend. Yeah, no, exactly, and that and that's that oh, has helped him a lot. Any ex- there's any excuse on it. <laughs> so you moan when they don't push him, and now you moan when they do push him because he's associated with a legend. I think that really yeah, but, helps. Yeah, but you, you really can't, helps him though. You can't please some people. Yeah, but can could you? he have done that on his own? You can't. There's no pleasing some people. That's all I'm I, saying. I about think it. maybe in time you probably could have done just because he does get likened a lot to Jeff Hardy, and I think that's a really, I think that's yeah, a fair comparison. I, I still don't see the Sting can why they compare him to Sting apart from the face paint. I don't. I, I personally, I personally well, why, don't see why they compare. The, him to the Sting. face paint's full Jeff, on now. Isn't Jeff it? Hardy, Jeff Hardy, I can see, you know, but I don't understand why they compare him to Sting because there's no, you know, it's, it's nothing well, like you, you Sting. can now with his new face paint. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he's nothing like Sting, you know. He's, he's face paint apart, you know. There's, I can't see any similarities. I think it's between them. Just because he was in the rafters for a bit, about two, three weeks. Yeah, he's. That's what I mean. It, it's just, yeah. They, they only probably put him in there because they knew Sting was coming. Is the idea though supposed to be that it's that brooding kind of? He doesn't trust anybody. People turned on him because obviously Taz was supposed to help him and turned on him, and then. I don't know, maybe he feels like Cody would turn on him and stuff like that as well. I don't know, maybe because that, that still feels like that's probably going to be part of a longer story if Cody eventually turns heel like we, we sort of said we wanted him to. And yeah. he probably feels like he should. But I don't know, maybe. If, if you're going to go by that, then I guess that's a comparison. Like you said, everybody turns on Sting. So. Yeah, no, yeah. What, if Sting turns on Dami Allen, then he is Sting. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd like to see it. 
But yeah, yeah, there was another segment. I think this is probably the segment that everyone's talking about or wants to talk about. Um, in Kenny Omega's house, pretty much. <laughs> so we've got we've got the we've got the young bucks going to see Kenny Omega, and obviously he's not there. Don Callis is comes in. He's basically trying to buy off the bucks, saying, you know, oh, you know, Omega doesn't need your friendship anymore. You're holding him back. You know, here's a check, and you know, just stay away. You don't need to be near him and everything. And um, yeah, there's just this painting on the wall, an oil <laughs> painting of uh, <laughs> Omega and Don Callis with like bodies that you know they don't have. I mean, Omega's you know he, he can be <laughs> he can be ripped. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. I've, funny I've, I've seen I've seen Omega in New Japan and he he can get ripped. The guy but, is I mean, ripped. This... That's what's funny about it. Like he's already got a body that like I'm fucking jealous of. Yeah, and exactly. they put him on on something else. It's yeah, like, it's just yeah, funny they, as they, fuck. Man. Exactly. Yeah, they put him on a, a different body. It, it's just it's just it was just fun. It was funny, man, and it, it made it made me laugh. But, but anyway, no. that 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 leads up to um, obviously the Bucks beating him down off camera, and then later on in the night, um, Omega's obviously coming through. And sees that Don Callis has got a black eye, and then he says, "Oh, who done it? Who done it?" And then you know, it's, so I think that's going to work into a storyline of maybe Omega turning on the Bucks, and you know, but yeah, we'll see where that goes because it'll be interesting. It's the most, um, it's the most intriguing storyline in wrestling, I think. This one, yeah, it'd be good. It is, it is very good. But my second favorite, Jay, what happened with that inner circle tag match? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come to that. Yeah, I'll come to okay. that. Okay. Because that is also it. that is one of the things that I'm I'm pretty enjoying to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll we'll come to it. Um, but yeah, so that would be interesting to see where that goes. But yeah. yeah, there was a little segment where um, Omega and the Good Brothers were beating down Pentagon. Um, didn't really mm. know why, but yeah, he's basically just put Omega basically just saying, "I'll do what I want when I want. I'm the champ. I can do whatever I want. So fuck you." Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's obviously going to lead to a match in two weeks at this um, beach bash or whatever it is. Beach, uh, it's going it... to be it's beach. I think something. it is. Yeah, beach brawl. They're not allowed to. It, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Something like that. But um, yeah, it's going to be um, John Moxley, Pack, and Ray Phoenix versus uh, Omega and the Good Brothers. So that would be a good match. Leading up to oh yeah, Moxley had a little bit of a, a promo as well, saying you know Omega, I'm coming for you. Um, and yeah, obviously, as you said earlier on, he, he did mention Bullet Club. Mm. I think he did mention New Japan as well. Yeah, that was a really good promo. All of Moxley's promo seems to just be gold. It was so good. He was basically saying like, "Oh, all roads through all roads um, through wrestling lead to me." You know, I'm going to get back on top. I'm going to get my title back. Um, I'm coming for you, Omega. Watch your back. You know, just in typical Moxley style. But it was great. It was great. I don't, I don't know if this was on the show itself, but they announced there's a tournament for the uh, to be the number one contenders for the women's title. Yes, that was announced on uh, Dynamite. Nothing really, no information on it yet. It was just saying going uh, coming soon to be like a tournament to crown the number one contender. But yeah, okay. no, no, no news on that at all. If yet, there's but... one thing about Tyler Valkyrie, that might be her coming in. I was just going to say, yeah, it'd be that nice. feels like that could be. It'd, a good it'd be nice for if her. it was. It'd be really nice. Yeah, there was another little segment as well where uh, Cody was having a match with um, Peter Avalon, of all people. <laughs> I love him. I love Avalon, man. I don't care what anyone says. I think the guy's great. Yeah, he, he does eventually get the win, but uh, it's in, he gets straight in with the crossroads. And you think, you know, it's going to be over in seconds. But then that... Um, Jade. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, she comes out, interrupts, basically. Cody gets the low blow. And, yeah, so I'm still, you know, waiting to see what's going to be happening with that, really. But uh, probably be end, end up being nothing. <laughs> oh, no, because I know they was going to have that match with Brandy and everything. But obviously, when she, she's pregnant, they had to call it off. But, no, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, the, the big thing, obviously, this inner, the main event, the inner circle tag match to decide who is the, the tag team for the inner circle. Now, this was good. This was really good. So I haven't seen this yet, and I've only seen like a little bit of the match. So all I saw was, <laughs> well, all I saw was Sammy do some cool, obviously Sammy shit. Oh, um, mate, it, this match is really good. You need when this is finished, you I'm need to watch go it. on there and watch it. It's really good. I seem to do that kind of like you know that break dance kind of thing he does, and then he kind of poses, and he was mm. he was flipping Jericho off from yeah, yeah, Jericho's yeah. outside the ring. It's and so I did good. see maybe Jericho got a bit gassed up. Well, because he he went for that lion soul, didn't yeah, he? But that's, yeah, like he didn't yeah, jump yeah, yeah. into it. It was it felt a bit slow, but I don't know. That's all I've seen from it, so I don't know who wins it. I've stayed off social media to like to try and not figure anything out about it, but obviously I want to hear it from like now, really. So you want to know who's new for me? Get it all out there, mate. All right. So basically, um, the the official tag team now for the inner circle is uh, MGF and Jericho. Yeah, I think you could probably call that really I, I wanted it to be um, Santana and Ortiz just because of what going back to what Ash said a few episodes ago is that you know they are the actual tag team they are a tag team and they've been established as a tag team for so long like they should be the tag team but you know it is what it is from I'm, what, sure lead, I'm, I'm sure it will lead to something from what it, I, well, it's going to cause more turmoil isn't it from what I read and from what I saw Sammy Guevara started the show oh mate yeah Looks he was like so it. fucking good in that match like he was, he was hitting Spanish flies. He was doing fucking all sorts, man. I think my favorite moment of the whole show is Sammy Hagar himself yeah. appearing. <laughs> yeah, and he, obviously they was a, they announced that tag team as Sammy Hagar as well, which yeah. was great. It's just yeah, because I don't know how many people the inner circle can't go wrong. No, like, it's just it's such a good match as well. The only the only problem I did have with the match was the, the line salt because Jericho. Yeah. See, I, I wasn't sure whether that was. Because he, he like he slipped or he didn't get like a proper bounce off the rope or whatever, but or if it was because he was tired, but it looked like he didn't have a good run up, so that didn't help. But yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe but, he sh- maybe he shouldn't do that move anymore. Maybe oh, it's just a one off. Well, it, it wouldn't be Jericho if he didn't do the lion salt. He is fifty odd, so doing a moon salt itself isn't going to be that easy. Oh, I know, but he's always managed to pull it off before. I think, you know, everybody has slip-ups and, and that, the fact, don't they, now the and again, fact, so. And another bad moment was the fact he didn't do Sammy's finisher, the um, GTS in reverse. Yeah, that was really nice to see that, actually. I've, I've never actually seen that done before. Yeah, he he does it and... But yeah, it was, it's, it was such a great match, man. And yeah, you're right, Sammy did steal the show, but... Uh, Santana and Ortiz had some great moments. I mean, even Hager had some good moments in that match. It was so good. Like everyone had a time to shine. Again, that could have been, easily have been a pay per view match. That's that's dynamite wrapped up pretty much. I'm a bit surprised they didn't leave that match until a pay per view match. But because like we've been saying about Jericho, he keeps changing partners about when he'll be a tag champion. So now that we know tag who the team slut, no, nope. they was actually they was actually chanting tag team slut as well. It was so good. <laughs> Now we know who the tag team is. It kind of, it kind of gives. Does it give it away that MGF's going to turn on Jericho, 
Or... Yeah, but we all knew that's going to happen. Well, anyway, yeah, I mean, you know. come on, well, that was that was well, that was it from the get go. Well, Unless Jericho turns on him, I'm interested. It, it it's really intriguing. Like I said, it is one of my favourite angles going on right now in wrestling. Well, everyone knows I'm an AEW fanboy, and I'll just I'll praise it to the hills. Yeah, if you can hear, <laughs> if the people can listen very closely, you can hear a ching every time he talk, talks about AEW being good. <laughs> yeah, he's on the payroll. <laughs> J to AEW confirmed. You know, I fucking I love- wish I was on the payroll. <laughs> I know. I I do. I really I enjoy AEW, and I enjoy impact. I enjoy all of the different products for different reasons. But you know, it isn't without its faults, obviously. But it's just you know, like I said, I do enjoy it by and large as a product. I, I honestly can't say anything bad about it. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Yeah, you know I'm on um, I'm on royalties, you see. Every time I say AEW, I get it presented. So. <laughs> can't wait to see what happens going forward. So, Ashton, do you want to let us know what happened on NXT? Yeah, sure. Um, the main event was Timothy Thatcher. I mean, I mean, only if you want to. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, do, do you want to? That's, well, <laughs> yeah, might as well, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> the main event was the fight pit match, which is basically um, the Lions Den match with Timothy Thatcher and uh, Champa. Champa, yeah, Tommaso Champa, and this match was really good. And Timothy Thatcher won, which might sound surprising, but not really. When Thatcher beat, I love that Riddle earlier. It might have been actually a year ago. So mm-hmm. I love these. I love these matches that they're doing. Yeah, it's so different and it's so raw. Like, this is... Forget Underground. I'd rather see this. Like, this is better. Yeah, this is this is what Underground should be. Should have been. Yeah, this is what it should have been. Absolutely. And this is good. The fact that Thatcher had not been in NXT a year yet... I still love NXT, don't get me wrong. I know I've been bashing WWE for, like, this whole um, show, but NXT is a completely different story. I could watch NXT all day. It's so good, and it's maintained to be good as well. I just don't understand why they have to have it on the same night as Dynamite. Honestly, no. just whack it on Thursdays. There you go, job done. I, I just don't like the wrestling war thing, like I said before. I don't like... Uh, I'm, I'm just so over it. I'm just over it. I don't care about NXT versus AEW. If they're both going to be good shows that week, then fucking winner, winner, chicken dinner for me, then eh, boys? Because it means I get to watch two things that I enjoyed. Like... Why limit and handicap yourself in that way that like you're you're not even going to give the other one a chance? Like if you go in thinking bad things, and it is hard to do sometimes, but if you go in thinking it's going to be bad, you're going to limit any uh, rest of poss- you're going to limit any other possibility that you may have of enjoying that show. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, well, just go just go just go with an open mind. Yeah, and um, you know, after you've watched it, if you don't like it, don't watch it again. Simple as that. Well, it's a thing about why have why do you have to choose sides? Just like what you like, eh? There's yeah, enough wrestling. You, like, you like what you like. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> there might be people out there that didn't enjoy this, but I mean, I can only really comment on on my own sort of tastes and preferences, really. And that was, I thought, a really enjoyable thing. Like, I love what they're doing with it. And then the implications for after that match are, are pretty good as well, from what I understand, Ash. But the fact that they're going to be in the Dusty Classic as a tag team. As a tag team, yeah. A week after a really good match and a really good finish in the fight pit with the uh, put with Thatcher putting Champa through legs through the uh, cage and then using a stretch muffler type submission move to make him win. I liked that. That's very good. Um, really liked that. Once again, we're getting. It looks like we're getting Pete Dunne and Finn Balor for the 
uh, NXT title, which I'm looking forward to. They seem to be bringing it up. Next yeah. next week, we're getting um, Balor and Carla Riley in a tag team against uh, Lorcan and Birch. Okay. Which could lead, which also would lead up to uh, the Pete Dunne match because they're together. Yeah. Him and Lorcan and Birch. Uh, we had Beth Phoenix return to actual live commentary because she's been doing it from her house, I guess. Huh. So, yeah, because uh, she did the introducing the dusty classic for the women's side i'm trying to remember i think casey katzenzgaro and uh her partner i can't remember who it was i'm sorry no i i only saw um i, I just saw that move she did that kind of uh ricochet-esque one but yeah because she's backwards, like as a moon well, it was like a phoenix moonsault splash yeah she's 420 summit she's she's amazing because remember, remember her debut in the rumble and she did that yeah. save from the corner. Um, yeah, she's great. If if you ever go on Instagram, though, obviously her and Ricochet, of course, everybody probably knows is an item. But you see them, just the, some of the things they do as a couple, when they go out and they just do all this crazy gymnastic shit. And it's honestly, yeah, they, man, they are superhuman, both of them. They must outdo each other when they're out. Yeah. They must, they must compete with each other for, like in craziest stunt. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's a toss-up to see who would honestly win some of them. I would have thought, yeah, because they're both talented as shit, man. I just can't believe some of the shit they come out with. It's great. Alexander Wolf returned from Imperium because they lost their tournament match. It's amazing who can travel and who can't. Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't know how it's all working to be honest. But another another tag team that debuted last week and I forgot to mention them was. Do you remember the Rascals from uh, Bound for Glory? Uh, well, yeah, they've signed now, haven't they? Yeah, they, they've debuted last week as MSK. Yeah. And their names are Wesley and something <laughs> something Carter. So Rush Hour has come to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> but Wesley, come on. That's like actually calling me Ash Lee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Kimber um, Lee. <laughs> well, there's a that's lot. A, of, that's a fair point. <laughs> there is a lot of that, though, isn't there? I've seen a lot of Kimberleys. In wrestling, Kaylee Ray. Yeah, we have Kaylee Ray in NXT UK. So that's an, that's another name, wrestler, isn't it? Kaylee yeah. Ray. Yeah, Kaylee Ray. Yeah, NXT UK Women's Champ. I was going to say Summer Ray, but that that you could you couldn't count that, could you? No, I like that though because that that's that's a I I, I like the name it's Summer it, Ray. It, it's as a in like Summer Rays. Yeah, it's a play on word because well, Keith Lee is a name and a name together. If you. If that, if that counts. No, it this doesn't. Is like, this is like we, a whole we, other episode. Yeah, it, it doesn't count, but we could do this all night. <laughs> Anything else from NXT? Um, I'm sure there's more tournament matches, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, the Carrion Cross is still beating up jobbers, so they're kind of building him up again from injury. But I don't know. I don't think he's in a feud yet. What are the way doing? Oh, they lost to... He lost... They lost to Kushida and Leo Ruff. And Kushida, oh, you, it's, not, it's nice to see Kushida actually getting some airtime. And Kushida beat, uh, he pinned Gargano, so that might be the feud later on for the next takeover. Well, let's hope so. Give me I mean, that. He, he deserves something, doesn't he? Give me Kushida and Gargano, fucking all day long. Absolutely, definitely. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that, that is yeah. all I got for NXT. Would you? So overall, would you say it was a good show? Yeah. Um, I think SmackDown was my favorite show of the week of all the show of the wrestling that happened, but 
Nice. Yeah, it was a good good one. Raw obviously was the worst, but we all knew that. <laughs> what a week in professional wrestling. Absolutely. That was our take on the week. <laughs> take on the week. I like that. Yeah, that's all done. So between now and the next episode, uh, we'll probably take it a bit easy. We've bombarded you with three this week, so we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll probably... Uh, it's probably just going to be next week the weekly roll-up. We have got our What If ECW was still around today episode. Uh, yeah, all, get it out. We've recorded it. We'll, we will have that out uh, as soon as possible. But yeah, we'll we'll have more on that then next week. But obviously keep your eyes peeled on GCW's Twitter, Facebook and Instagram because they, they are coming out with announcements every day now. So it's pretty exciting, to be honest. It is, uh, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Well, that was, that was, that was us. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, we really do appreciate every single listener we get. Mm-hmm. Um, any feedback, anything that we missed for the week, please let us know. Yeah. If there's a match we forgot to predict, just let us know. <laughs> forgot to... We didn't predict anything. <laughs> for the future. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's true. I'm not going to try and predict because I've not got off to a good start this year with predictions, so I'm going to... I need to work my way back up. But yeah, if you've enjoyed the episode, and we really do hope you have, please hit the follow button on wherever you listen to us. It does mean the world to us. We honestly really do appreciate it. And we say it every episode. Sometimes it probably sounds like we're disingenuous, but we're honestly not. Like, we honestly could not thank you enough. The reason we say it every episode is because we genuinely mean it. Like, it is appreciated. Yeah, 100%. Really, really cannot thank you enough, guys. It's fucking amazing. But yeah, let's send them home then. Well, unless they're yeah. already home. They might be at home. You might be on a walk. You know. Well, if you're in the UK, you're definitely at home. Well, you should be at well, home. Or should be. Yeah. <laughs> we have been three men, one fool. One fool. Uh, I've been Jay. Always have been, always will be. I'm Ash and I'm still blind, Deck. I'm still blind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Russ and I will watch Roar again next week. Hashtag pray for Russ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. In the meantime, we hope you all fucking I'll start that again so I don't sound like I'm having a shit. <laughs> Thanks everyone. <laughs> Thanks everyone. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying to make me fucking laugh on the outro. Right, we, hope- <laughs> we hope you have a good time, guys. We will catch you again next week. But in the meantime, stay fucking safe. Don't fucking try us at home. And we'll bid you adieu and goodbye and good fucking night. <laughs> Fucking aggressive end that one, isn't it? Do you want to do that again, <laughs> or do you want to keep that? Uh, no, we'll keep it. Bye. 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 <laughs> three men, three men. One ball, one ball. I did it. I did it for the people. For the people.